Nowadays, there's stuff, and there's stuff you don't need to know. A podcast that talks about geek and nerd culture and brings you the things that you want to hear about. What's up, know-it-alls? You got stuff you don't need to know. I'm Jay. Let's get down to it. So, you know, if you listen to this podcast, you know a couple things about me. Uh, I love comic books. I talk them all the time. And I love talking with comic creators, writers, artists, especially indie ones. And today, joining me on the show is Jerry Ma, who is the – he's well, he does it all. He's the writer. He's the creator. He's the artist uh, for a comic that's coming out. It's on Kickstarter right now called The Monkey King. Jerry, welcome to the show. What's up, man? Thanks for having me. No, no, thanks. Thanks for doing this. So a lot of people that listen to the show know that I'm good friends with Alan and John over at uh, Nerd and Me podcast. And you were on their show a couple of days ago. I heard you there. And, you know, I, I just think what you're doing with this comic is amazing. And I think the more people that know, the better. So I it's trust me, it's, it's my honor to have you here. <laughs> those, those guys are funny guys, man. Drinking, oh, <laughs> drinking uh, during an interview with them was was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, they're great guys. I mean, they've been on they've been on the show. I've been on their show. Um, and you know, we've known each other since college. So, I mean, they're just they crack me up. But before we talk about uh the comic, uh let's just talk a little bit about you. So, I mean, I've talked to a lot of different creators uh, you know, from all the way in out in Texas, Italy, things like that. It's finally it's it's great to talk to somebody from my area i'm from jersey as i always say on the show and i know you were born in jersey but you pretty much grew up in new york is that right actually i was born in new york but i grew up when i was younger while in jersey so where in jersey are you actually i'm central jersey uh i'm like a stone's throw from rutgers oh wow okay i know exactly yeah All right, so and and you're living in in Manhattan now, right? Yeah, yeah. So I used to be in uh, the Bergen County. I I went to Fort Lee High School. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I remember Alan was saying uh, he was telling me he thinks that uh, he might have run track against you. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we probably did run against each other. And I hate to admit it, but Dumont, the school he went to, mm-hmm. was like a powerhouse back then. So. Mm. There is a good chance he did smoke my ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. Um, so I think, you know, one question I always love to ask anybody involved with comics is is sort of like what early on, what were some of the first comics you read and and like what are some of your influences? I mean, the 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 one comic that stands out the most to me was John Byrne's Power Man and Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved Power Man Iron Fist. I, you know, growing up, I always kind of pretended that Iron Fist was Chinese, to be quite frank, because um, that was kind of the closest thing we had to an Asian superhero. Mm-hmm. So, shockingly, him and Snake Eyes, those were the two like comic characters that me and my brothers related to the most. Of course, both of them are, you know, not a, of Asian descent. <laughs> no. But like I said, that was the closest that we got. So, yeah, uh, I, I grew up on Power Man Iron Fist from John Byrne. I grew up on uh, my, my single favorite comic of all time is Walt Simonson's Teen Titans and X-Men. Uh, I thought that was just oh, cool. God. 
Um, I also grew up on Channel 5 Saturday afternoon matinee kung fu theater, drive-in theater. So uh, that was like the Shaw Brothers, like Kid with the Golden Arms, Five Deadly Venoms. Again, you know, you got to understand, like, as an Asian American, we didn't get too much representation. So we had to find, like, our, our superhero experience probably a little different than most other people's, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I love Spider-Man, Superman, Batman, all those, sure. all the usual suspects. But uh, for me, there also is a combination of these uh, kung fu heroes as well. Yeah, and it's funny that, you know, you, you talk about Saturday morning, you know, you were in the tri-state area. Yeah, it was Channel 5, Black Belt Theater. Uh, I, there's a segment I do on the podcast that I call Black Belt Theater where I talk about – it originally started off talking about, like, those films, uh, Five Deadly Venoms, Kid with the Golden Arm, Crippled Avengers. Uh, I think I did Challenge of the Ninja. I, I did a few of them. And then I expanded out just to, like, Asian cinema in general. But – so first of all, I, I just want to start giving uh, I just want to start giving Jerry some some shout outs. So if you want to find him, he's on Instagram, uh, Epic Props, and his website as well is Epic Props, all one word. And when I checked it out, uh, I messaged you right away and I said, I love how your logo is an homage to the Shaw Brothers logo. I mean, that's that's to me that was just like a beautiful thing when I saw that. <laughs> you know, it was funny because uh, so just the name Epic Props is actually short for Epic Proportion. And the okay. reason why, uh, you know, I even made that name was I was watching Enter the Dragon with my older brother. Mm-hmm. And uh, Han was giving the uh, speech when everyone came to the island at the party. And he's like, this will be a tournament of truly epic proportions. <laughs> <laughs> my brother was like, that's it. That's what you're going to call yourself. <laughs> and then we were watching... Um, I, forget, I think we were watching Unbeatable Dragon, which is a Shaw Brothers film. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as the logo pops up on the screen, we're sitting there, and I just looked at him and was like, I think this is it again. I'm just going to I'm gonna kind of copy <laughs> that logo, but it's because I love that logo. <laughs> so so then are all your creations, like, are they an epic scope or an, an epic vision, an epic sound? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Uh, I would like to think <laughs> they might be. That's for, for everyone else to, to decide, though. I always used to love that. It was like, you know, this film is in Shaw scope. And I was like, yeah, okay. I that. You don't understand how much I love that. <laughs> I mean, for me, I mean, I mean, just growing up in this area, I mean, I lived, I lived for Saturday. I mean, as much as I love Saturday morning cartoons, it was like Saturday morning cartoons, have some lunch, you know, depending on the time of year, you know, go out, shoot some hoops or something, and then come back in in time for Black Belt Theater. And it was like, it's like that's the perfect. That was like the perfect Saturday for me. And you like you know, again like you bring up the Shaw scope thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend Cliff Chan, he did a cover for one of my first books I kickstarted, which is called Legend, and mm-hmm. that was an actual like a, a martial arts fantasy story. And he mm-hmm. did a kung fu movie poster as a cover, and in the top right hand corner, he did Jerry scope. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Oh, that is that is so like perfect. when I say I love that shit, you don't understand. I love that shit. <laughs> oh, no. I, and, and trust me, like I said, I talk about it a lot on this show. And, you know, I'll I I just have a vast collection of it and I can't get enough of it. I, I absolutely love it. And yeah. And I mean, I mean, for me growing up here, I mean, that was that was kind of my introduction into Asian culture, you know, because aside from that, there really wasn't anything else. And, you know, like I, I just, I, I loved it. I mean, and, and then from there, 
you know, growing up, I mean, I'm a kid of the eighties by the time I got to college, you know, it was the nineties and everything. And that's when it was like going to, to Newark or going into Chinatown and hitting up the video stores there. And then just being, you know, looking, looking for the movies that I had seen on channel five, but then finding just like Asian cinema in general, like that was my gateway into it. And it's like, I I've, I've been in love with like, you know, the films of Asia, like ever since. And you know, it's it's all due to like black belt theater. Yeah, I mean, you know, talking about all that stuff, it, it really does bring back a lot of cherished memories about having to go buy like videotapes and stuff and DVDs. You know, um, that just that just you know, that's I, I understand downloading films; mm-hmm. it's just so much easier. But there really is a joy of going to search for these movies, like, and knowing that you're like one of the few people that have it. You know. Oh, yeah. Like when when Rumble of the Bronx, you know, was shown here in the theaters and for a lot of people, that was kind of like their first exposure to Jackie Chan. I, I kind of felt like this, like almost like sort of like smug and smarmy person. Like, you know, you never saw Police Story. You never saw Drunken Man. You, like, you know, you don't know. Like, yeah, this is a good movie, but you really don't know Jackie Chan. <laughs> no, that, and that's absolutely right, though. It's like the bragging rights, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I actually, you know, like when I would talk about it and then I, I still had some I still had some of the the VCR tapes. I actually had a few DVDs and actually then I actually felt good about it. Like, you know, to me, like a couple of my favorite Jackie Chan films, and I talked about them here. You know, Police Story was one of them. And uh, Wheels on Meals was like another. And I was like, you know, if you love Rumble in the Bronx, you know, let me show you like a prime time you know, like in, in some of his finest form, let, let me show you what Jackie Chan could really do. And it actually felt good to do that. <laughs> of course. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. Seriously. But let's, so, you know, let's kind of talk about you know, your comic that's coming out. Uh, so it's the monkey King and it's on Kickstarter. So just, you know, why did you choose the monkey King? Like what kind of drew you to, to do a comic about this character? Well, okay, so The Monkey King is one of those cherished uh, stories that, as an Asian American, I, pro- I think most Asian Americans can probably grew up in some form with The Monkey King. I mean, mm-hmm. Dragon Ball is based off The Monkey King, you know? Um, right. So there's a lot. The Monkey King's been out there for so long. It's basically China's answer to Spider-Man in a weird way. It's the first Chinese superhero. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, like I said, I grew up watching some of the TV shows, the series. And what made it cooler for me was, it was something I got to watch with like even my mom, you know? So even like Chinese American parents could watch it with their kids. It, it was, it's just different, you know? And we got to see something which reflected our culture. You know, we got to see ourselves, uh, like people that looked like us on TV as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, and the Monkey King, as you probably know, you can just do a quick Google search on this. I mean, it gets rebooted like at least three times a year, um, yeah. and every every time it gets rebooted, I just feel like it becomes they they focus on the kung fu aspect of the show, right? Which you know that's cool, that makes a lot of sense, but the uh, the, the the real gist of the story is Monkey goes on a journey west, and for them west was to India, and okay. he wants India to discover Buddhism. And bring back those teachings to China to, you know, find enlightenment in, in China. So my version of that story was to uh, 
have them start off in Chinatown, New York, travel west to San Francisco's Chinatown, mm. hit every Chinatown along the way, and take the teachings that they learn along the way back to New York to, to save New York from itself. And the main difference, though, between mine and the, all the other reboots, if you will, are is mm-hmm. that instead of getting shinier, more detailed armor, my Monkey King, you know, he's, he's choosing which sneakers look best with his hoodie. Um, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm putting it in a much more urban environment. There's graffiti. You know, it's got a little bit of a hip-hop vibe to it. There's, you know, they're riding the subway. They're singing karaoke. They're riding giant pigeons. They're fishing for arowana in the sky. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's a pretty wacky and funny thing. It, you know, unlike a lot of the reboots, mine will have action. Of course, it's a comic book, but right. Um, I try to focus more on the humor, the wackiness of it, the um, adventure and magic of the story, rather than the kung fu side. Of if that makes sense. No, it makes perfect sense. And I think, I mean, I think that's a great thing. Um, you know, right before, you know, I contacted you to, to come on the show and everything. I was talking to my daughter, uh, and my daughter is half Asian. You know, my wife was Filipino, so she's half Asian. And when I said, Hey, I'm going to talk to this guy, he's the creator, you know, of a comic, you know, he's kind of rebooting the monkey King. And she was like, her eyes went wide, like, Whoa, that is so cool. You know, she, I mean, she just thought it was a really, really cool story. Um, so yeah, I mean, the monkey King has been done, you know, uh, dozens of times in the movies. Do you have like a favorite, like who, who, who was your favorite portrayal of the monkey King, uh, in cinema? Sure. So my favorite was, uh, Stephen Chow's, the a Chinese odyssey. Chinese odyssey. Yeah. That came out. God, I, I'm not even sure when that came out. I want to say like nineties. I uh, think so. Mid nineties. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a two part movie. So, and it's on Amazon prime, so you can watch it for free on Amazon prime. Um, there you go. It's, I will say it's like four hours long, you know, so, you know, get yourself ready. It's a long ride. But uh, and at part moments of that film can be a little slow. But at the end of it, I mean, it is I found it to be and this is going to sound a little, you know, sissy boy of me, but it's an <laughs> amazingly romantic movie. And uh, it, it's, it's funny. It's great. It, I mean, so that movie's called, you know, a, Ch- a Chinese Odyssey. And I actually took. As as a little nod to that film, mm-hmm. my story is actually called a Chinatown Odyssey. Oh, very nice. Yeah, he he did a good job. Um, I haven't seen the Donnie Yen movie yet. I don't think it's worth watching. Oh, okay <laughs> then. All right, crossing that one off. Yeah, skip that one. Uh, did you see uh, Forbidden Kingdom with Jet Li's portrayal of the Monkey I, King? Unfortunately, I paid for that in the theater. Uh, wish I. Could- <laughs> Time back more than my money, but what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, they yeah. can't winners, you know. <laughs> no, and I think it's, and I actually, I think it's great, and, and that's, you know, this is one of the reasons why I definitely want you, you know, talking about the comic is, you know, you're you're taking, like you said, pretty much the first Chinese superhero, and you know, when we when you say that, I mean, this is dating back to, I think it's what the 16th century, I believe this this tale. Yeah, I, I think about that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's great because I think, you know, like you said, when you when you see the Monkey King in cinema, the Kung Fu is always highlighted and kind of like the prankster aspect of it. But there's so much more to it. And I think it's great that, you know, sure, you're going to have Kung Fu action in in the comic. I mean, that's a great thing. But to really kind of capture the essence of the story is great because 
you know, I was thinking about it. I remember, I think, I don't know if it was like for a high school or a college English class. I read, um, I think the book was called the woman warrior by Amy Tan. And in it, she, you know, as part of the storytelling, she, she tells the, the story of Fa Mulan, who I, you know, this was way before the Disney movie. I had never, and I, and I read that and I was like, wow, this is like an amazing tale. Then Mulan came out and I was like, oh, wow. Well, I mean, they called her Mulan and yeah, she was a woman hiding out in the army, but it's like, they kind of took like some fun aspects and some cool aspects of it. But I mean, there was a really deeper story there. So I'm really glad that you're, you're going to get that out there. I, I, and I think, you know, again, how black belt theater kind of introduced me to like a much wider world of like Asian cinema, like hopefully like, do, do you plan on doing this? Like with other tales, like taking a Mulan or some other, you know, Chinese fables or Chinese heroes and kind of telling the real story. You know, I mean, it's, it's really interesting you say that, you know, I would love to do that. I, I, I've toyed with the idea um, just because I, I, I'm trying to familiarize myself with more Chinese mythology. There's, there's a lot of, of different stories, but they're just not, you know, it's not like Greek mythology, which is mm-hmm. freaking just unbelievable and super interesting. <laughs> Chinese mythology, it, it's a little, I don't know, it, I just think it goes under the radar a little bit. So I, I've thought about that. Um, I will say, you know, this is where I, I don't want to be a buzzkill or anything, but, you know, I, I'm about to turn 46 this year. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been kind of chasing this whole comic thing for more time than I want to admit. <laughs> and I, I've kind of come to the conclusion, like, maybe this just isn't for me. So this is going to sound a little silly, but this Monkey King project, uh, it kind you know, this is just a side note, but I was like, you know, if this doesn't, I was kind of hesitant to, to launch this campaign when it okay. was back on Monday, May 3rd, because I was scared that it was going to fail. And I was like, I don't know if I can handle another failure, you know? <laughs> um, and as silly as it sounds, because this is drawing, but like I kind of put everything I had into this. Um, and like I wanted to kind of show all the things that I could draw and all the things that I know I can draw. And, you know, one thing... You know, when, and when I say that, most artists, they, they tend to, when they write their own projects, they tend to draw things that they want to draw, that mm-hmm. they're good at drawing. But for me, I think I have to draw things I'm not that good at drawing to, to I don't know, to show how much better I'm getting, if that makes sense. So I intend, like, you know, I have a talking horse in mind, you know. Right. Um, and, you know, drawing a horse in, like, on every other page, I'm telling you, it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, uh, I wanted the fashion to be a big part of it. So uh, the monk, Tripitaka, mm-hmm. I, in the original tale, Tripitaka is a, a male. Actually, everyone in the story in the original uh, version is, is a male. But I wanted to add a couple females, so I made Tripitaka a, a girl. Mm-hmm. And, like, I decided that I was going to give her some Crocs to wear, which was going to be kind of, like, one of the jokes in, in the story. <laughs> and drawing, you know, the first time drawing it, I was, you know, giggling to myself. But then drawing those Crocs, I'm, like... Every panel, it's a yeah. pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I have the Monkey King, and he's wearing a pair of uh, those Andre Agassi Nikes with the, the hot pink and black lava stuff like that. Oh god! Like yeah. when I first drew it, it was really cool, but drawing every panel, wow, <laughs> it's really a pain in the ass. <laughs> so, like you know, I I tried to make it so these characters they they all have their own like 
name brands that they wear because they just you know they're they're loyal to their branding. Right, <laughs> right. And I, I tried to draw as much like perspective and different types of angles that, as I could to challenge myself because that's the only way I could get better. Or I felt like I would be doing. You know, I, I just felt like if I kept drawing things that I know I could draw, it would be kind of boring. Uh, Mm-hmm. And I hope that makes sense. I don't know. Maybe that sounds stupid to most people. But no, no. I, I, I mean, I think that's great. And you, you know, I, you know, ever since I heard you, you know, Monday on uh, Nerd and Me, I've been following you on Instagram, and you put up today from, you know, and I, and I know this from um, Nerd and Me. You know, he was your teacher. He was your mentor. He's a good friend. You know, famed famed comic artist Walter Simonson. You know, he, you know, you put up one of the quotes that he said about, you know, your book. And I mean, and he talks about how basically, you know, he's like, yeah, I knew, I knew him when I taught him. And, and he says he could see the progression in your work. So, you know, you, you're talking, this is what you wanted to do. I mean, I think that's some pretty solid validation coming from, you know, Walter Simonson. <laughs> yeah. what well, what's great. Uh, I get the privilege to talk. I talked to him like basically once a week on the phone. Mm-hmm. He calls me, he calls me to ask me like, my opinion on his work, which I find comical. <laughs> but, I, that's, 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 that's like a high honor though. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but yeah, you know, so I was kind of holding this campaign as a measuring stick as to whether I should, you know, keep pursuing this. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily for me, I mean, I've been blown away. This project was funded in under 48 hours. Um, you know, and, and I think within the first three hours it became a project that Kickstarter loved. Uh, I was kind of just, I, I didn't really know how to react. It seemed too good to be true, almost like a fantasy, you know. Mm-hmm. But, but on the flip side of things, I'm still trying to, you know, we've hit our goal right. and we're doing pretty well, but I'm trying to uh, push the campaign more than ever now because we're at the part of this the campaign that's called Stretch Goals. Yes. And uh, for me, Stretch Goals are really interesting because I, I think every Kickstarter has Stretch Goals. But, I mean, I, I've done two Kickstarters in the past and Walt actually did a cover for one of them. Mm-hmm. But you know, and, and I, you know, did what most other Kickstarter campaigns do, you know, give out free stickers, free bookmarks, free postcards, you know, and I think that's cool. And I'm not knocking anyone that does that. But as I mean, I've backed over a hundred projects myself. So when I get like a comic from Kickstarter, really all I care about is the comic. Mm-hmm. I don't care about all the other postcards and stickers and bookmarks that come with it because ultimately. I'm, you know, those will, I'll save them for like a month or two, but then all I'm keeping is the comic, you know? Right. So I thought, especially with all the racism that's going on nowadays. Um, so this actually started, I want to say back in March when okay. like, there was uh, shootings in Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, excuse me, mm-hmm. uh, at the spa. And um, like most Asian Americans, I was, I was pretty upset, pretty angry. And I was talking to my good friend, uh, Bernard Chang. We do a, a, a Twitch stream every Tuesday night. And um, I just got, I got so angry, and I was like, you know what? I don't. I, this is pretty stupid of me, but I'm just going to donate all the money from my online sales for the rest of this month, which was two weeks, to uh, the the Stop Asian Hate stuff. And I raised like 2,500 bucks, donated. You know, you hit the click button, and it feels great. You know, you, you did something good. But right. three seconds after you 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 hit enter, you know, it feels a little hollow because you don't actually see anyone getting helped you know and right. uh, my family we have a small business ourselves and we're suffering right now 
probably, you know, obviously we're, we're suffering because of the pandemic. No one's around. But we're also suffering from, you know, racism because we are an Asian-owned business. Mm-hmm. And as a small business owner, I know, you know, the city says, oh, we're helping small business. We're giving money to them. And all that. I'm like, man, we didn't get one penny. What are you talking about? You know? God. So Jeff Darrow, he did, he's drawing one of the covers for this book. Mm-hmm. And he lives in France. And he called me up. And he just told me, because, so I'm paying everyone that's helping me out. And I'm trying to overpay them, as a matter of fact. And Jeff calls me and he's like, I think it's amazing that, you know, you're offering this much money for me to draw this cover. But A, I've known you for a long time. B, we've worked together already. He's like, C, you already donated money. It's like, I've been making some money off the Asian culture. I think it's my turn to like, donate this money mm-hmm. you know, to stop Asian hate. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, Jeff Darrow, he is uh, the main designer for the Matrix films. He is yes. the artist and creator of Shaolin Cowboy, um, artist and creator of Hard Boiled, and big guy in Rusty the Boy Robot. Okay. So when Jeff told me he wanted to donate the money, again, I, I think that's just super you know, generous of him. And then but I told him how I felt a little hollow after you know, just donating it to the website. So I was like, you know what? If you're cool with this, I mean, fuck it. I'm just going to take the money. I'm going to hand deliver cash to each small business in Chinatown. And he was laughing. He's like, if they take you seriously, then I'm all for it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so after Jeff had done that, a couple of other guys that had been helping out wanted to do the same thing because they were like, well, we want to help too, you know? So now we've got like this little pool of money that we want to donate to Chinatown. And uh, I- I'm-, I'm thrilled because we're gonna- I'm literally going to start giving the money to Chinatown next week. Um, so like, one of the first places establishments I'm going to go to is called the Ice Cream Factory. I'm going to go in there and buy like one scoop of ice cream for whatever it costs. I don't know, three bucks. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give them two hundred fifty-three dollars and just tell them to keep the change. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I know two hundred fifty dollars doesn't sound like much, but I think it. Re- I, I understand two hundred fifty dollars isn't saving any single business, you know. Right. But I think it represents a little bit more than the actual money. Uh, we're just trying to remind these businesses that. They're not forgotten that, right. you know, this is what we can do. And we're, we're going to try to, I mean, it's only $250, but we're going to try to in total uh, give up, you know, like, you know, three to $5,000. So as, as for a single person, I mean, that's, at least for me, it's a lot of money for me to be giving out, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but just it's what I can do. And I hope it can ideally inspire other people to do what they can as well. And just to remember as cliche as it sounds, to shop locally, you know, uh, don't forget your neighborhood that you're growing up in. Don't forget the uh, the community that, you know, you're a part of. And hopefully, one by one, we can start making a difference, you know. No, absolutely. And I definitely encourage people, you know, like Jerry said that, you know, right now his project is fully funded. I, th- I think, like you said, it took only two days to, to fully fund it, which is absolutely amazing. And you did set up those stretch goals. So if you go to Kickstarter... I mean, I found you just by searching for your name, Jerry Ma, or you could put in the Monkey King and it'll come up and you'll see those stretch goals that Jerry's talking about where he hits when he hits certain tiers. Well, that's two more stores that are going to get $250 each. You know, I think you're up to like three or four stretch goals now, I believe. Yeah, I I, I just added literally just added right before we got on here mm-hmm. uh, some extra stretch goals just to make it a little bit easier to achieve and. The truth is, I mean, 
I those stretch goals are really there just as a formality. Like I'm just going to be donating a lot more money than whatever I, I've listed. I I just don't care. I think that's part mm -hmm. of the beauty of Kickstarter. I can do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like there there are no rules except for the ones that I'm making. So um, those stretch goals are really there just as incentives for other people to hopefully contribute to the campaign and take part of it. But as far as I'm concerned, everyone and thank you everyone so much who's already backed the project. But everyone who's backed the project has already made it possible for me to, to do this. So I truly cannot wait to start acting like a weirdo in Chinatown and giving up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll be great if I turn on like you know New York One. <laughs> There's well, like a, you know, so, yeah, a story Roger, about that. I don't want to put him on the spot, but Roger Clark of NY One News caught wind of it, and he said he'd like to follow me around as I do it. Oh wow! Oh my god! I mean, I was just messing around. With that. that would not. I mean, that would be that would be great. I mean, and, and again, you know, if you haven't checked it out yet, definitely, you know, please, you know, Instagram Epic Props, uh, epicprops.com, go to Kickstarter, either search for Jerry Ma or the Monkey King. I contributed just because, I mean, I think, I mean, just looking at your art, your art is absolutely amazing. Um, it has like such a blend of sort of like fantasy and mysticism with like gritty reality. I mean, I don't know if that's a genre or something. It it's I, I think it's like you said, it's it's like it's like an Eastern tale with a hip hop flair. I guess that's the best way. And it's it's just beautifully drawn. And I contributed uh because I want the comic. And um I think I also just like as an add-on I got like uh I think you're offering up like um as an add-on one of them was like your art book. Oh yeah yeah yeah, and I picked that up because again, if you go to epicprops.com, you, you'll see a lot of um, a lot of your art there. And you know, if you love it, I mean, check it out on Kickstarter. Please contribute. And you know, like Jerry said, you know, support these local businesses because despite what you hear, it's up to us. <laughs> you know, we're, we're the we're the ones that are, are that are keeping them afloat. Nobody else. You know, and that's that's the truth. Yeah, and Jay, thanks for your your you know your contributions. I mean, Chinatown will thank you for this. So really, uh, I mean that sincerely. No, I, I mean it's great because, like I said, you know, growing up in this area, as soon as I could take a bus by myself into the city, I would head to Chinatown. And like I said, I mean, I was honestly, I was looking for you know uh, movies. I was looking for ninja stars, and I was looking for like you know, I mean, I was like that typical high school kid doing all that stuff. But you know, and not for nothing, it was a it was a big part of my growing up. And I also like the fact that you said that in in the comic, you know, the Monkey King is going to go from Chinatown in New York all the way out to Chinatown in San Francisco, visiting different ones. So let me ask you, like, I don't know how many different Chinatowns you've been to. I've been to a couple. Uh, what are some of your favorite Chinatowns uh, across the country? You know, one of you know one of the better ones I've been to. It's in Canada, in Montreal. Uh, okay. Montreal Chinatown is pretty fun. Um, some of them are yeah, well. I, I'm not trying to poke fun, but uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to like in Charlotte. You know, they have this. Uh, you know, this all began when uh, Jeremy Lin was playing basketball for the Charlotte Hornets, and he was on some like uh, I don't know some YouTube show. You know, and mm -hmm. he picked the one Chinese restaurant in like Charlotte to go eat at, and I think it was called like Taiwan Express. Some. Some like literally like a hole in the wall fast food Chinese 
take out right. And he was eating there, and you could tell he's trying to be so respectful. But first of all, the staff, you could see they were just thrilled that Jeremy Lin was eating in their Absolutely. restaurant. Absolutely. And, uh, and he's just talking about, like, how, you know, he, this, he considers the American westernized Chinese food. It's essentially fusion. And he was like, well, I'm, you know, I am Taiwanese-American. I am f- Taiwanese fusion, basically. He's like, this food represents exactly who I am, you know? Mm. And I thought that was a nice little spin on it. But I'm looking forward to having places like that pop up in the book. <laughs> but uh, this book, th- this first chapter of the book, which is mm-hmm. going to be a 64-page uh, graphic novel, it's it's actually focuses more on just Tripitaka locating Monkey, Pigsy, and uh, Sandy in Chinatown, New York. And mm. it's going to end with them starting the journey, beginning the journey out west. Cool. No, that's, that sounds great. And uh, I mean, I'm looking, like I said, I'm, I can't wait to get my copy. I can't wait to read more. I mean, it's a great tale and you know, I, I, I think this is a great way to, to contribute because, you know, I, until I heard you talk about it on nerd and me, I had never thought about that, you know, causes come up and I get emails all the time, please donate, please donate. And, and I donate and I've never really thought like, how do I even know where this money is going? So I mean, yeah. it feels great. It feels great knowing that somebody's going to actually physically hand some, like, you know, here's $250 or whatever the amount is. I mean, I, I actually feel a hell of a lot better about that, <laughs> you know, because I know, wow, it's actually going to somebody that really could use it and will really appreciate it. And and, and that's just great. Yeah. And, you know, here in New York, too, there, there's there's just been so many attacks on Asian Americans. So mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, Going to these stores and giving them the cash, I, I think it's more the act of giving them the cash. And because, you know, ideally we'll get to bring a little more attention to these businesses just by talking about them. So hopefully it'll bring a little more awareness to those businesses, what they offer. And hopefully it'll drum up a little business for them. Um, but it's more just, I don't know, that symbol of hope. You know, I, I know that might sound a little corny, but I do think that's pretty important. And I just want, like I said before, I just want all these small businesses to know that we haven't forgotten about them yet. You know? Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's just well said. It's, it's, it's not so much, you, you know, the money it's, it's the, oh my God, you know, people, people know we're here. Like they haven't forgotten us oh, and, and it's, 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 it's amazing. I can't wait to tell them that a comic book is giving them this money. You know, like, <laughs> I, I seriously, I cannot wait to let them know that this is being given to them from the people that bought this comic book. <laughs> I can just imagine it be like, wait a minute, a bunch of nerds are saving us. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm, I, I mean, I, I, I'm sure that like, y- you know, it'll, it'll, it'll really, it'll go far and it'll really, you know, it, it, it's just got such meaning to it. And it's a great thing. It's a great, I mean, I feel it's like, it's a win-win. I'm getting a great comic. I'm going to get your art book, which I can't wait to see. And I'm like, wow. And I'm actually like really helping somebody that and just letting them know that, you know, yeah, I can't get to the city. I can't right now contribute to your store, but at least I could do this for you. And it's, it's just such a good feeling. Yeah. And you know, and hopefully when you do get to go to the city, hopefully because of things like this, they'll still be there to greet you, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I can't wait. And, uh, you know, hopefully they still have, uh, 
<laughs> they still have the DVDs because, oh, God, I, I, like I said, I used to just love going in there and just <laughs> going to town on it. Um, you know, so before, I mean, I, I, I kind of gave out all your, you know, all your websites and everything. But, you know, kind of as we start to wrap this up, just, you know, just let everybody know where they could find you once again. And, and in the show description, I'll, I'll throw up those links for everybody. Sure. Uh, I mean, I have a website. It's called epicprops.com. Uh, I'm most active on Instagram, but I do check Twitter once in a while. Uh, my Twitter and Instagram handle is epicprops. Uh, on Facebook, I believe I do have a, a page for epic proportions. And mm -hmm. uh, it's just my, my name, Jerry Ma. But, you know, uh, the, the, right now, the, the, the big one would be the Kickstarter, which apparently I did not know if you did a search for my name, it would show up. But if you do a search for Monkey <laughs> King, it'll show up under comics and graphic novels. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, I encourage everybody, you know, follow Jerry on Instagram. Uh, definitely check out his Kickstarter. Uh, I mean, for me, once once you see the art, you're going to fall in love with it and you're going to you're going to want to contribute in, in some way, shape or form. So I'd like to thank Jerry Ma for coming on and, and talking about the Monkey King. And, you know, listen. Anytime I talk about comics or I talk about Black Belt Theater, I might give you a call and see if you want to, you know, throw your two cents in there. <laughs> Anytime. I would love that. All right. All right. So let me just ask then. Uh, if you had to choose Five Deadly Venoms or Kid with the Golden Arm, which 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 would you say is the better movie? I'm going with Unbeatable Dragon. <laughs> oh, good one. <laughs> well, Crippled Avengers is one of my favorites. Uh, Unbeatable Dragon. I love I love anything gordon Liu, um, yes five daily venoms i, I will say uh, kid with golden arms has the sexier title but uh, <laughs> five daily venoms is the better film yeah agree and definitely agree like gordon Liu, uh definitely talked about a few of his movies on here and yeah just uh you know i mean again people will be like oh the guy from kill bill it's like you don't know <laughs> no hey that's great I'm, I'm glad he was introduced to western you know films yeah so people can get a little taste of them at least. But if they just do a little homework, they'll, they'll get a real treat, you know? Yeah. I mean, and that's a kind of, you know, uh, Alan over at nerd to me, he and I talk about this all the time. It's like, it really is actually kind of sad that over here, you know, we got guys like Jackie Chan and, and Donnie Yen and Gordon Liu kind of in the, in the twilight of their career, which not for nothing. I mean, I've talked about some of Jackie Chan's older films and say, yeah, the guy was in his forties pushing 50, he was still a hell of a lot better than like 95% of the action stars that were around, you know, here in the U S but, you know, definitely do your homework on these guys and, and check out how they were in their twenties and thirties. And Oh my God, you'll be amazed. <laughs> so I'd like to thank, uh, you know, Jerry for coming on and, and talking about the comic and guys, as always do me a favor, head on over to Instagram stuff. You don't need to know is there. I post pictures about the content that I talk about. Know it all. Thanks for listening. And I'll talk to you guys later.